Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio As I said, our our news overlords at MSNBC, then COVID, COVID hospitalizations are up and uh, the flu is up and so is RSV. Well, I I wonder if we can tell the difference between them all. I know what RSV is. It's a respiratory virus and it's uh, more dangerous for the little ones than anything else. But uh, they're also then pushing the fact that we don't have enough people taking vaccines. And I just ask everybody to talk to their doctors and make educated decisions on all of this. Because, bless you, Uh, didn't we have a major medical manufacturing plant shut down because of some questions about how they were making the product? Didn't that just happen? There was one one of these factories which had uh, had to get 10 visits from the FDA over the past couple of months because there were serious questions about how they were creating the product that then they were then foisting upon the public. Uh, I'm pro-medicine and pro-science. I'm... Just curious about some of the rush to all of this. That's why I want you to talk to your doctor. You should have a relationship with your doctor. That's always a good idea. The other story we're watching today, the Epstein list. Could that come out today? Are you saying yes or no, Dan? Do you think the Epstein list is breaking today? Is this thing ever going to come out? I just want it out. It says, like, like USA Today, one hour ago, headline, Jeffrey Epstein's list is coming out, who will be named, so they're, they're talking about it like it's definite. 
But don't we know most of the names on the list? Or, or well, we can or make assumptions. Is, is there a new? No, because we, we had his phone book for a long time. That that was out there. And you assumed all the people in the phone book are in the phone book because they've been invited to go on the plane and come visit the island. So is this just a list of names or is this a detailed list as to, you know, when they flew and did they go to the island or were they just using the jet? Well, we're going to find out. We know the people who use the jet because even Robert Kennedy Jr. admitted to borrowing the jet a couple of times. Yeah. So he got that out early. And that was Clinton's... uh to try and say, you know, I borrowed the jet and I'm going to be okay. I, I had my, my wife and my kids are on it with me. I'm working on my RFK Jr. Not bad. A little more well, crackle. He's got spastic dysphonia. That's the, uh, that's the name of the, the affliction he has. And they can actually make his voice better if they stick a needle into his vocal cords and inject Botox. That's that's kind of like the accepted treatment, but it wears off there after about three to five months. And I'm not so sure anybody wants to have the needle stuck into their vocal cords on a regular basis. It can't be fun. But Epstein's former assistant, whose official title was massage scheduler, a woman named Sarah Kellen. Wait, was she scheduling massages for other people to do or was she... That's, there's so many questions just in the title alone. It it sounds like she was the person who scheduled massages for the guests to the island. How many different masseuses are you dealing with that you need a scheduler to slot how them many, into your... How many different people were you flying to the island? Have you seen uh, one of the documentaries we watched, which featured that Virginia Jufre, one of the people who came forward? Was and, that the and, Netflix one? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that was really good. But they showed the island and all of the little villas that were outside of the main house. So you assume if you've got a half a dozen people staying in those separate villas that you would need at least a half dozen masseuses on demand or ready to go. And and this person who's been quiet, the massage scheduler, has been apparently as as they've been... Uh, as she has said, quietly awaiting, the, her words, the document dump of the sealed court documents, and maybe is worried that she is going to be in trouble for her participation in all of this, and she's holding back what she knows to use that in exchange for some kind of, I guess, clemency in this case. So we don't know. Who Colleen is she scheduling Max- massages for? Uh, the guests to the island. Okay. So, so when we're talking, is- masseuse, like the elephant in the room is that they're probably children that he's scheduling massages for. Huh? These are underage girls yeah. who are being encouraged to go visit the sh- the little uh, uh, outbuildings yeah. on the island. Yeah. And one of my sure. one of my golf buddies just came back from the Bahamas, and they actually took a boat around the island. It's become like a tourist attraction now. You you can get someone to take you and take you in a little boat and go around the island so you can see it. And uh, I think it's been sold, and now they're getting ready to repurpose it and maybe turn it into a resort, which is kind of grisly, actually, if you think about it. But somebody has purchased the Epstein Island, uh, Lolita Island, Lolita Express was the name given to the plane that flew. 
these people and the young girls back and forth. It's a little St. James, and if you take a, uh, a ferry from St. Thomas over to St. John and you look off to the right, uh, you'll see big St. James and nestled behind that's Epstein Island. But you can you can see it from uh, from the coast of... Oh, you! I forgot. that It's right. You're a Caribbean traveler, right? Yeah, well, I'm a St. Thomas traveler. Okay. I didn't, been, I didn't mean to insult Aruba. you. I've been to Aruba, Jamaica. You didn't like a Beach Boys song. I know. So, but I was hoping you'd hear there. <laughs> Kokomo there somewhere? <laughs> uh, but anyway, this Sarah Kellen, who worked for several years for Epstein starting in the early 2000s. And uh, that therein lies some of the... The curious part of this, or as they say, the rub, no pun intended for the massage scheduler, but the uh, statement out of the Bill Clinton camp is that uh, Clinton was not involved with Epstein after all the charges came out. But how do do we think that Epstein just started doing this or was this uh, going on for years and years and years? It feels to me, and I'm making assumptions here, I have no personal knowledge of any of the people who went there, but it feels like Jeffrey Epstein was luring these people to his island, to his apartment, where he would allow them or ply them with favors from these young girls, and then he would have evidence against them. He would have sway over them. And I just want to know, who are the people that were on that plane? Not just Bill Clinton. And apparently Donald Trump is in several pictures with Epstein and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. What are the implications there? Well, uh, if if Trump was on the island, there could be some questions. Like, is it going to be strong enough? Is this going to tear down his chance at a presidential bid? Or is it not that big of a news? Like, where do you stand on that? I don't think it is. I think if there was evidence that Donald Trump had been on Epstein Island, do you think we would not have known it by now? Good point. Great point. This this would have been front page news. And absolutely, there's no no holding back on any rumor about Donald Trump. Need I remind you of... The obsession with the Russian hookers and the pee-pee tape that never existed. And yet Tom Arnold was paid thousands and thousands of dollars to create a television show in search of that tape. So if somebody had a knowledge of or, or credible rumors about uh, Donald John Trump at Epstein Island or even flying with Epstein, it would have been out there. Trump has made statements about it, saying that he distanced himself from it. But the left is going to grasp at that straw if and when we get the news that there are not only Bill Clinton in that report 50 times, they're saying more than 50 times Bill Clinton's name is mentioned. But if you see any current member of Congress, any senator, any House member, especially if they have influence or any big donors, some of the big donors who are in that book, that's the concern. And uh, I'm thinking that we're never going to really get the whole story. And I I don't understand why we can't get it. Marsha Blackburn, the senator from uh, Tennessee, has been pushing and pushing and pushing. And what does old Dick Durbin say? He says he's never heard her bring it up. It's kind of shocking, stunning, surprising, and yet not. But keep your eyes on on this uh, massage scheduler. Sarah Kellen, she um, 
She says what she knows would shock the world. At least that's what one of her friends has said. So she's apparently told a friend. And uh, what she knows would shock the world. We already know Prince Andrew was hanging out. Remember the whole sweating thing? You guys did a question on who sweats the most or who was the most, uh, who's the biggest sweater, correct? Yeah, who's a, swe- who's a sweaty person? Yeah, yep. Who was it? Who was uh, the big? We went with Rudy Giuliani. It, that's oh, after the the hair dye thing. Well, the guys, the caller's justification was with the hair dye dripping down the face. You know, no, who's who's known for sweating is uh, you know he made headlines because of the sweat that was dripping down, and he made a good case. It seems like you could name any real NBA star because once they're playing and like three quarters into a game, Michael Jordan, yeah, Patrick. But I, Ewing. I mean, there are people that sweat, and then there are Patrick Ewing who like was you know putting puddles on the ground and screams were coming off his face onto his opponents. Patrick Ewing uh, at the uh, free throw line or waiting for the rebound, leaning over and just leaving a puddle behind. The pilot in the airplane. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, Uh, was Patrick Ewing on the court? No, it wasn't Leslie Nielsen. It was the the guy who was filling in, uh, whose name I cannot remember, who was in the the TV show. Was he in uh, Wings? No, that was somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway. But, yeah, the sweating thing. So, uh, yeah, we know Prince Andrew disgraced, and the Queen had to figure it out, too. Uh, all right, I am, uh, I'm moving forward because until we get the list, until we get something, we don't know. So we're playing the waiting game this week. And if, if we do get it, then it'll be uh, dissected and bisected and twisted around and put through the spin machine. And uh, if, if anyone can connect Trump to it, they will. If anyone can connect Clinton, they will work not to. That's my prediction. But it's, uh, I I just don't think we're ever going to get the whole story. And meanwhile, Ghislaine Maxwell is still in prison. And why isn't she talking? Couldn't she trade some of what she knows for a few less years behind bars? Robert Hayes. Was the guy Robert the, Hayes, thank you. The, yes, the, the he was the guy in Airplane. He played a character by the name of Ted Stryker. Um, and no, he was not in Wings. He was known no. for uh, Take This Job and Shove It, uh, Homeward Bound. Oh, he was a dad in Homeward Bound, I think. A Starman, sitcom FM. Remember FM? Uh, I don't. He played the voice of Iron Man in the cartoon, I think, in the 90s. And then he was also a guest role in that 70s show. So he had a career, but not a stellar career. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Good for him. For that. Good for him. The airplane franchise probably made him too recognizable. Let's see who's on the phone. Uh, You can join us as well and uh, weigh in on any topic as well as our side question today, which is who is the best character from a science fiction TV show, film or book since it is International Science Fiction Day. It's not just American science fiction. It's international science fiction. Maybe should be interplanetary science fiction. Let's grab at least one call here. Ed in Delran, New Jersey. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the Dumb Show. My main man, Michael Opelka. And here's what I say to you today. To you and all your fine people working there at 1210, happy, healthy, prosperous, blessed New Year without fear. I wish you would pick up your attitude. You're just such a downer when you come on the radio, Ed. He's he's really a bummer, isn't he? I love it. I love the (laughs) up. Hey, let me tell you why Maxwell doesn't spill the beans, because I think 
if she does, she wouldn't be alive much longer. Does anybody ever remember some guy that supposedly hung himself and the cameras were off and all that? Yeah, I, I, I think I've heard that story about a guy named Jeffrey who maybe they actually yes. changed uh, changed his clothing and put a hospital gown on him. You know, there's actually now a theory that he's uh, still still around. He's, he's around Get somewhere. out. He's yeah. with Elvis at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. South America, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, changes identity. Hey, you got me you got me all shook up, man. <laughs> Ed, going hey, with the I'm flow. Gonna give you, I, I'm going to give you also one of the best uh, science fiction guys that I could ever think of of all time, in my opinion, was Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Terminator. I loved it. Well, how could you not? It's Arnold. But the Terminator's a great nomination. Hey, it's can pretty... I hire you as a hype man? Hey, it's... yes, you can. No doubt about it. I can't believe uh, you've already sold me out. You've already gone to Dan. That's great. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, well, Dan always d- has the right plan, man. He does. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love he the does. rhymes. I, I thought I had yep. an, an an unpaid hype man, and Dan lures him away with cash. Uh, we're gonna start. We're, we're gonna start a bidding war in the break. Uh, so thank you, Ed. Appreciate so, you for being there. Happy New Year. We got to oh, take a break. We'll get back to the phones, and uh, uh, I got a couple other surprises for you from the news topics, including cringe. Cringe on Pierre. She's back and sounding as dumb as ever. It's Mike Opelka in for Dom Giordano on the Dom Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It is the Dom Show. January 2nd, Michael Pelka in for Dom under the weather today. Feel better, my friend? I know if he if he was up to it, he would be here. Dom is legendary for working through everything. Resilience. He must have Ebola or something, the 24-hour Ebola. I, ho- I hope he's back tomorrow. Uh, I know he's got to be miserable or he would be here. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, we have to get to the cringe on Pierre thing, but... Uh, Robert in Ben Salem has been uh, hanging on. So I want to take care of business with Robert. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the program, sir. Hey, hey, Michael, Dan. How are you guys doing today? So far, um, you tell us. Are we holding up the I'll, fine standards? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, before I get to my point, um, you do know that Ghislaine Maxwell was Robert Maxwell's daughter, right? The guy who's yes. up 
disappeared or blown up on a yacht or something for helping yeah, she is a, or whatever. She, she is a, what do you call a trustafarian, the child so of a trust fund. After her. He yeah. named his yacht after her. I was I saw Ghislaine on the back of the yacht, and I'm like, get out of here. And I looked it up, and sure enough. Um, oh, yeah. But there's, there's two characters. There's two categories here. You have sci-fi characters, and I have one of those. But I would also submit there's science fiction characters. And I would say Anthony Fauci is a science fiction character, <laughs> and the biggest purveyors of science fiction are the Democratic Party and the mainstream media. That being said, I'm going to stick with sci-fi, and I'm going to go with the original sci-fi character, Frankenstein. That's a good one. You wow. Guys, you, guys have, you guys have a great day. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Very well done, Robert. I like that. Nice and tidy. But, uh, yeah, the uh, Frankenstein's monster. Dr. Frankenstein's monster is a, a really good nomination. That's a classic Hall of Famer. But I have to tell you, uh, the nomination of Dr. Fauci for the air, for the the science fiction it's also a really good one, too. That's very clever. This audience always tests you, doesn't it, Dan? Yeah, I like the out-of-the-box answer of Dr. Fauci a lot. But it's not really out-of-the-box if you really take him at his word here as, as science fiction. Yeah, that's yeah, quite So literal. it's very, very well done. We're going to have to put that on the list, put that in the running. Uh, as uh, We're going to throw it in the hat for the I, – I don't know how all the particulars work out. Dan, you'll keep me on the, on the rails on that. Well, you want Let's a quick get... summary? I can give you one. Sure. Yeah, so uh, every day it's brought to you by Captain Chucky's. Uh, We uh, ask, well, it's Bent's. uh, Side question is brought to you by Bent's Dental. Uh, What we do is we ask a question every day. We take listeners' uh, answers. At the end of the day, we choose a winner for the day, which goes into the hat. And then at the end of the week, uh, all our winners are put into that hat, and then we draw a number with corresponding days, one, two, three, four, five. And uh, whoever's number comes out of the hat wins a $50 Captain Chucky's gift card. So uh, your, your entry into the side question is a chance to win a $50 Captain Chucky's gift card every week here on the Dom Giordano program. Has someone delivered an emergency supply of Captain Chucky's crab soup to Dom yet? Because I know he was running out. Yeah, he could probably use it right now. That would be a good thing. Some nice hot crab soup. Yeah, he said he bathes in it from time to open time. Open up the breathing. It'd be a very good thing. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned that the, the president's not back, and he does not arrive until almost 10 p.m. tonight. And you don't have to worry about his plane be- being late. That's one of, the, one of the great things about having your own plane. A, somebody else is paying for the gas, meaning you and I. But y- you decide when it's on time or not. And uh, Air Force One scheduled to return tonight from St. Croix. And Joey Biden will arrive at the White House just before 10 p.m. But in advance of the president's return, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary that we like to call cringe. My friend Chris came up with that because she is so cringy. She made the rounds today. She was on CNN this morning. She was on Good Morning America. Then she was over at MSNBC with uh, Mika Brzezinski, and it was all about getting out the message. So CNN, ABC, I wonder if she made it over to CBS, MSNBC, they were with all the, the big water carriers, and they're trying to get out the message because Joe Biden's in trouble. His poll numbers are really failing right now. He is underwater. Even if you look at the most positive poll, which is weird because it's Rasmussen, 
The latest Rasmussen polling shows Joe Biden's favorability rating is up in the like 45, 46 percent area. And that's a big jump for him. But the administration is starting to get worried because they have lost traction in several important demographics. We know the African-American vote is is now trending more towards Trump. And you also have uh, the the Latino vote is now more for Trump than it is for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. So there are some concerns inside the Democratic Party about the viability of the candidate who is Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. So they sent Crin Jean-Pierre out. I guess they don't have surrogates at this point. I thought Chris Coons, a senator from Delaware where I live, was like the number one surrogate for Joe Biden. Maybe he's busy. He does a lot of other things for the Democratic Party. But uh, Chris Coons wasn't out there. It was Crin Jean-Pierre. And throughout her uh, appearances on the three network shows this morning, she said some pretty cringeworthy things. So let's step aside. When we come back, we will give you a, a double dose, triple dose, quadruple dose of the cringiest stuff from the press secretary. It's Michael Pelka in for Dom Giordano on The Dom Show. It is 1.30. Michael Pelka is my name. Sitting in for Dom Giordano today as he's uh, recovering from a little bout of a bug of something. Uh, get well soon, my friend. And I'm, I'm happy to hear the traveling Wilburys because we don't hear them enough. Are you a fan? A huge fan. Love it. And now I start thinking, okay, do we have any Wilburys left? Is there just one? Is Jeff Lynn, right? Is Jeff Lynn in there? Yeah, he's in there. Is there any uh, anyone else left from the Traveling Wilburys? I don't think so. I'm trying to pull up uh, the, the list of them. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, great music. Like, great who's, music. The, who's the best out of them? So you got Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, George Harrison, Bob Dylan. Well, Dylan's still with us. Yeah. Wow. So still- I just looked look right past that, too. Yeah, I did, too. But uh, just one of the the weirdest collaborations of the 80s, the Traveling Wilburys. Written into record books, though. Who has the, the biggest legend out of those five? Uh, yeah, they're different because Orbison has a smaller catalog, but a huge impact because of the earliness. Dylan has the longevity, I think. And Harrison has the supergroup impact. Petty, gone too soon. So there's there's all kinds of, uh, I guess, credit you could give to each member. I would have to say the biggest, uh, because he's still with us, I think it's Bob Dylan. Yeah, I think it's either Dylan or George Harrison. And especially if you watched um, the massive documentary about the Beatles, uh, Peter ja- was it Peter Jackson put that thing together, right? Like 16 hours? Yeah. Um, you certainly learn more about George Harrison than you knew from most reports. And he really was an amazing guy and just just a, a great loss as well so early. But we still have Ringo <laughs> and Sir Paul. Thank God. Uh, but it is, a, it is a Tuesday. It feels like a Monday. Everybody's getting back to work today. And it actually felt like winter a little bit going to work this morning, heading to my studio this morning. 
even though it's warmer than normal, I actually have roses uh, starting to bud in the backyard or continuing to bud, which is kind of amazing. I, I'm not looking forward to like 20s and 10 degree temperatures, but I do think we need a little winter to maybe kill some of the skeeters and stuff. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Side question today. Who's the greatest science fiction character in a movie, in a book? Harry Lopez on Twitter, Han Solo. Han Solo, interesting. Uh, David, Godzilla. That's a big one right now. Now, Godzilla, uh, uh, Godzilla's kind of like Elvis, right? Godzilla made how many films about Godzilla, but they all had pretty much the same plot, (laughs) which is kind of like Elvis. If you look at the 17 or 18 Elvis films, pretty much the same plot throughout all of them. Not that Godzilla had the same plot as Elvis, but they were they were kind of riding that one trick pony thing. Thirty eight films and and not one of them is it not Godzilla taking on another giant monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the very early days of the Donald Trump first campaign in 2015, we go all the way back to 2015 when Donald Trump had come down the escalator at Trump Tower to make the statement that he was going to run. There was an analysis by a member of the far left side of the mainstream media, and it was on MSNBC, a place that gave Donald Trump a whole lot of free media. Remember, remember their their remorse after Donald Trump got elected because they realized we probably helped this happen because Mika and Joe would have Trump on the air. They thought it was good TV in the early days of the Trump campaign. And there's a, a guy who's um, a columnist also, I believe, at the Washington Post, Eugene Robinson. He talks like this, a little bit different kind of a voice. He sounds like a science fiction character. You know what I'm talking about? He sounds like a Star Wars character. Yeah, he sounds like a Star Wars character. Eugene Robinson. Uh, he's the guy who said Donald Trump is like Godzilla. The Japanese thought they could kill Godzilla when they hit him with electricity. I don't know if you remember the very early films. The first one was Raymond Burr was in that first Godzilla film. Uh, But the more electricity they hit him with, the stronger he got. And that was kind of the same way with Trump in the very early days. And Eugene Robinson predicted that. And he was right. He was absolutely correct. So I wonder if those uh, overlords at the left side of the mainstream media are now trying to figure out, well, do we give him too much attention? Because, you know, it could just be making him stronger. We see what the indictments have done. Yeah, the indictments keep pumping him up. So I don't know if they're quite sure of how to handle Donald Trump going forward, especially if and when the Supreme Court weighs in on the ballot exclusion cases. And uh, hopefully we'll silence all this nonsense very soon. But as I mentioned, the uh, press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, showed up uh, probably last night. She came back to the White House to start her work ahead of Joe Biden's return late, 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 late tonight. And then she made the rounds. She was all over the uh, liberal media today. And she wants to, to let you know uh, what, what the Biden team has planned for you going forward. And for the campaign. And uh, she appeared, as I said, on on Morning Joe, MSNBC, 
And uh, I'll give you a couple of clips. This is her uh, her big statement about what what are they going to do? Well, how are we going to get the the people to support us? The two two words two words that we're, that I'm going to give you that we're going to continue to do as it relates to the economy is continue to lower uh, lower costs, and that has been at the center of, of Bidenomics. That has been at the center of how the president feels like he needs to move forward. And I'll take a step back for a second. In the last two years, uh, almost three years now, the president has done more more in the last three years than some presidents had done in two terms, Mika, in two terms. So. KJP, cringe, said that they're going to continue to lower prices. Well, if if you're really keeping score, since Joe Biden was sworn in, prices are actually up 17.4% under Joe Biden. So you're, you're actually telling us one thing, but it's contrary to the reality. That's a problem. And the people know it because if you go to the grocery store, if you go to the gas station, yes, gas prices are down. And I saw a couple of places in Delaware this weekend where it was two ninety nine a gallon. And we hadn't seen that two on the gas price in a long time. But I still remind you it was two dollars and thirty nine cents a gallon when Joe Biden took office. So you're still paying even at the best spot. 60 cents more a gallon or $6 more for a 10-gallon fill-up. And that's a chunk of change. Now, it's come down from the highs, but uh, it's not in right shape. It's not in good shape. And the Bidenomics thing, they're sticking to it. And I think it's going to ultimately hurt them. I think it ultimately has a negative spin to it. But Cringe wants us to just hang on. She wants us to get a little patience Pack your patience, people. Bidenomics takes time. How do you explain the groups that have supported Joe Biden for so long, Democrats for so long, now kind of looking around, actually, not and among young voters, too, not just that they're looking at, at Donald Trump, but they're looking at other choices. How do you explain them sort of straying from this president, yeah. from the Democratic Party? So I'm going to again, I'm going to be super mindful of 2024 as we're stepping as we're into an, an election year. Look, we understand what the American people went through these past three years. Right. We came out of a pandemic, right, a pandemic that we haven't seen in 100 years. And when the president walked in, the economy was upside down. And so we get it. We get that it's going to take a little bit of time for folks to feel what the Bidenomics has been able to do. That's not something that I'm saying. That's something that economists have said. Right. It takes a little bit of time. But doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the president's not going to continue to work. Well, he's going to continue to work. But where has he been for the last two weeks? Let's see. He was at Camp David, which I'm glad somebody's using Camp David because we're paying for it. And then he, he's been in St. Croix at a, a waterfront home. Beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Uh, Dan, have you seen the helicopter shots from the waterfront home? It has a giant swimming pool out front. It's a massive estate. It's owned by a very wealthy guy whose company provides news feeds for 800 different media outlets, including the Associated Press. Hmm. I wonder why the Democrats have such an easy time with the mainstream media. It is an amazing property, and he's he's been doing this for years. And the last three years as president as well. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre continued her uh, pitch on MSNBC, 
and uh, can't help avoiding getting the equity issue in there. And this from the lady who checks four boxes for this administration. That's why she can never be fired, despite how incompetent she is. So look, the president has always, always put uh, equity at the center of every policy he's put forward, every legislation that he's put forward, because we understand that many communities uh, have been left behind, have been left behind. We're not trying to do the trickle-down economics. Uh, We really, truly are not. No, no. The equity thing is uh, always going to be at the forefront with this group. Always going to be at the forefront. And, of course, they're trying to get out the message that Hunter Biden and the uh, Hunter Biden case, which, by the way, Hunter didn't go on vacation with his dad. He was in Los Angeles, spotted in L.A. over the holiday because he asked to be in a courtroom on January 11th in California for his arraignment on what appears to be some pretty serious charges as it relates to not paying taxes, etc., But we haven't even really begun the investigation into Joe Biden and into the Biden crime family. And yet the Democrats will constantly tell you there's no evidence. Well, if you haven't been allowed to do the investigation, of course, there won't be any evidence. But never mind the whistleblowers, never mind the bank records, never mind even some of Joe's statements and Hunter's emails. They're going to tell you. There's nothing to see here. But you said it, Jonathan, there is no evidence. And it's not just coming from Democrats. It's coming from Republicans as well. There's no there there. And it's so unfortunate that Republicans in Congress want to focus on the on on the president's family instead of the American family. We want to work with them in a bipartisan way to get things done. We just talked about leading to your question. We just talked about a a list of things uh, that I discussed, that we discussed, that we really need to work on for the American family. So. You're telling us it's about the American family and not the Biden family. And you're also telling us that we can't do two things at once. We can. We, we can do two things at once. Uh, Cringe then uh, trundled over to CNN. She didn't really go to CNN. All they did was step over in front of another camera because they all set up in those little mini tents outside of the White House with the White House entrance in the background. And... Uh, Cringe on Pierre wants us to know that Joe Biden is serious about the border. Never mind that we had a record setting month, a record setting two months, a record setting year of people who have been, by their own terms, paroled into the country. This was really infuriating. Are there more things on the executive side you see as being an option in 2024? The president put forth it forward a comprehensive immigration plan because he believed that the, the system is broken, the immigration system is broken, and it's been broken for decades. Now we are having, we believe, a very productive conversation in Congress with senators on how do we move forward in a bipartisan agreement to deal with the border security. That is important. Now, what we hope is that when Congress gets back, we'll be able to act and get these things moving forward so we can deal with this issue. We've been in touch with some some of those mayors that you talked about, governors uh, in, in northern in northern part of the country, on dealing with the issue that they're dealing with on the ground, and we have provided us resources to them, and we're going to continue to have those conversations. But again, Congress needs to act. The president took this very seriously on day one. Mm, Are there more- no? No, he didn't. He didn't. If there were a real interest in fixing the border, 
the president would sit down with the GOP, but he's not. He's not doing that. And they're now trying to smear Governor Abbott, the guy who has actually sparked a discussion. One of our regular callers on the Saturday night show, Terry from Broomall, I think it was Terry, suggested, and if it wasn't Terry, if it was somebody else, apologies, that uh, he wishes Governor Abbott would send about twenty or 30,000 of these immigrants to Delaware. Oh, yeah, you'd get an attention. Uh, you'd create a, the, uh, the scene in, in Rehoboth Beach if you would do that. I kind of wish that would happen. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll take a break. Uh, it is uh, Michael Pelka in for Dom Giordano. You want to join us? You're welcome to. 855-839-1210 is the number. We do have a side question today. What's the greatest character in science fiction, in a movie, a book, or a television show? Got some pretty interesting nominations. Uh, yours is needing to be on the list. It's Opelka in for Giordano on WPHT. Well, this is kind of huge. Write this down. Circle this date. Yes, it is the Dom Giordano Show and Mike Opelka sitting in for my friend Dom Giordano. But uh, history being made during the program today. This is a, uh, a good indicator. I, I said I have great hopes for 2024. And even though it took us a while to get here, the Harvard Crimson, the newspaper of Harvard is reporting that uh, President Gay has resigned. The Harvard Crimson reports that Claudine Gay... Yes, yes, you're, you're allowed to stand. You're allowed to stand and, and, and applaud. Claudine Gay has resigned as president of Harvard. The shortest tenure in university history, I believe... Now, the real interesting thing here is that uh, President Gay should have resigned the week she gave that that horrible testimony and couldn't couldn't say that the uh, pro-Palestinian anti-Israel people were uh, pro-genocidal protesters. And she said, oh, it depends. It depends on the it's on the context. It's kind of like saying the definition of is. Uh, it depends on what the definition of is is. It depends on what the definition of genocide is. She was obviously protected because she was the right gender and the right color. But ultimately what took out uh, President Gay at Harvard is the the student body finally stepping up and saying, hey, wait a minute, you're expecting to hold us to this plagiarism standard when you have violated it now multiple times. Somebody posted a brilliant meme the other day that had, uh, you know, those signs they have at work. We've gone 365 days without an injury. And it said, uh, we've gone zero days without a new case of plagiarism being reported against the president of Harvard. Claudine Gay is out. She is done. She is toast. And I'm just wondering Will will she go to CNN or MSNBC? Which one will make room for her? If it's MSNBC, they're going to have to fire somebody because they pretty much hired 
all of the leftists that can't CNN seems to be in a in a makeover mood. So she'll probably get a gig somewhere. Now, how are they going to portray this? Will it be about the Israel comments? Will it be about the plagiarism? Will it be about race? I guarantee you they're going to try and make it about race and say the right leapt upon this poor woman who who just is now a victim of the racism in America. It's absolutely right what they've done. And after all of the professors who stood up in her defense, finally the students who started signing letters and signing petitions and saying, you have to uphold the same standards that you expect us to uphold. So if you ever think you're, you're not making progress, if you ever think that all your efforts aren't yielding positive results, you have to point to this. Because it hasn't been that long. How, how long ago was it, Dan? Do you know how long ago it was she made that horrible answer to Elise Stefanik's questioning? I'm trying to go back and see if I, I have the Stefanik clip. Oh, I have, I have a, um, in, in my file, it was December 11th that I have Elise Stefanik, so it might have been the day before. It was that December 8th I'm looking at here. So it was a Friday, December 8th. That the face-off in uh, in the House and Elise Stefanik going after uh, President Gay, and now it's over. It's done. Didn't even take a month. That's pretty interesting. The, uh, the Post is now out. The Office of the President has put out a statement, Dear members of the Harvard community, is with a heavy heart but a deep love for Harvard that I write to share that I will be stepping down as president so she has posted that she is resigning. Does that mean we don't have to pay her unemployment insurance? Because, you know, if you, <laughs> if you resign, you don't get unemployment, right? But if you're fired, you do. <laughs> is that wrong of me to think that way, Dan? I don't know. I think you're right there. You should be right. Yeah, I'm sure they made a deal. I'm sure they absolutely made a deal. But salute to Emma Haydar. And Cam Kettles, who were the staff writers at the Harvard Crimson, who just wrote this story. And now she is the shortest tenured president in the history of Harvard. I'm sure she thought that this was going to be a lifetime appointment. This has to be uh, this has to be shaking Harvard. Now, how much money did Harvard lose in donations? Somewhere between one and two billion dollars. That's a lot of money, even for Harvard, which has this massive endowment. They never need to charge any tuition. Harvard has so much money, they don't need to charge tuition. And yet they do, and they keep getting money donated to them to name departments and buildings and scholarships after these rich donors. This is such big news that if, if you were to flip around to the cable news networks right now, and I don't encourage you to do that because the show is just too good, uh, you would see the break-ins with the breaking news where they're not on the set. They have the newsroom in the background. You know how they do that? Uh, this, is, this is good news. We should celebrate. If, if it weren't that we had one more hour to go, I would be breaking out the bourbon right now. 
This is a good one. This is a victory. Now, what else is going to happen today? Because usually when stuff like this goes on, we always see some other story is being cloaked. Does this mean we're going to get the the Epstein list out today? Maybe. The Harvard provost, Alan Garber, is going to be the interim president. <laughs> and he he looks like... The, Someone who would be the interim president of Harvard? He looks like the interim president yeah. of Harvard. And he's the happiest guy in the world because you know what happens now. He gets to pull up to the front door at Harvard, and he gets to park in the pro- the spot that says president. Oh, he probably it, had one right next next to it, didn't he, that said vice president? or No, he's the provost, which uh, I don't know how far down the food chain the provost is. <laughs> I couldn't even correctly define what a provost is. Could you? I have no idea what it is. Is it a professor of some kind? or? Uh, I, uh, let's do what every American What's should do right now. I don't have my Funkin' Wagnalls with me right now, so let's ask Siri. Hey, Siri, what does the word provost mean? She's going to tell us. Provost, a uh, senior administrative officer in certain colleges and universities. That calls me nothing. Uh, in, uh, yeah, in British, the head of a chapter in a cathedral. Uh, in Scotland, it's the head of a civic organization in in councils. Why are we talking with an Australian accent? I, I Because I was just grasping at straws. <laughs> anyway, this is great news. And, you know, I, I know I'm vamping, but I want to take a victory lap on this. Had the right not pushed this constantly every day and made a point of this and had those donors not stepped up. This would have changed. I got. I got to take a quick call. What? I have a minute left here, Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got to get okay. out of here. Okay. Lightning round. Bill and Palmyra is with us. Bill, you have a nomination for uh, a best <clears throat> science fiction character. I sure do, uh, Mike. And it comes from going to the movies on Saturday matinee, where they would have the movie reel about five or six cartoons, a double feature. And then an episode of a, of the weekly installment, and one of the uh, installments were Flash Gordon with Dale Gordon, Doctor Zarkov, and his nemesis, my candidate, uh, Ming the Merciless. Oh, that's a good one. Ming the Merciless was a great character. Thank you, Bill. Hang on, Joe and Johnny. Hang on. We'll get to you after the break. Opelka in for Giordano on the Dom Giordano Show. Weekdays noon till 3 from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.